Please turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. We began this series last week. I gave you a little introduction last week. Today we're going to get right into it. And uh, this particular verse of Scripture is going to be the foundation Scripture for this entire series. Um, as I was praying over this, uh, the Lord just brought this to my attention. And I thought, isn't that true? You know, I keep saying to you this one thing over and over again. And so let's read Mark 9 and verse 23. The latter half when Jesus says, if you can believe, if you can believe. He didn't say if God can believe. He didn't say if the preacher can believe. He didn't say if your mother can believe. <laughs> you know, okay? Or your wife or your husband can believe. I want you to notice he says you. And I want you to see Jesus saying to you, if you can believe. He says what? All things are possible to him or her who believes. Wow. I mean, <laughs> you know, I want you to notice something here. Nothing is excluded. Nothing is, you know, kept. Nothing is exempt. He says, if you can believe, all things are possible. But only to those who believe. Oh, hallelujah. This is one of the, I believe it's one of the greatest keys to victory or living a victorious life. Can I say that? Yeah, Amen. And uh, that's the reason why I want you to remember this verse. You might not remember any of the other verses, but I want you to remember this one verse because this one verse is from Jesus to you. Right. He is guaranteeing you yeah. that if you can believe, if you can get to the place where you're believing, somebody put it this way, if I can just get my believer going, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if you can believe, now, I don't want you to think, you know, I've heard all this stuff before. Listen, this isn't about what you've heard. This is about what's working in your life. If you've heard it and you say, well, it's, it hasn't worked, it means you've only mentally ascended to it. And we're going to look at that as well. The difference between believing in your head and believing in your heart. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. This is not an entire series on faith. But dear God, after a couple of weeks, you'll start to get this. Okay, now <laughs> there's so much more to faith than just faith. There is this, the subject of hope and patience and love and so on and so forth. But we're going to just focus in on faith for the moment. Is that all right? Okay, because otherwise it will never end. It'll be like the epistle, you know, the, the epistles of John. You know, we did one epistle on the epistles and we got to 153 lessons and I thought, well, we're going to stop now. So <laughs> I don't want to do that to you with faith. Okay, We could go on forever because it's all through the Bible. Everything. Do you know everything that you even read in the Bible, you take by faith? Amen. We know the people that receive it by faith and those that just read it like a book. We can tell by the fruit, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, let me begin by saying this again. One of the greatest keys to living a victorious life, and again, our foundational scripture is what Jesus says here, and I really want you to take it to heart, if you can believe. I know I'm repeating this, but repetition is good for you. If you can believe, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. In fact, because of its importance, the Bible has an entire chapter in Hebrews. You all know it's Hebrews chapter 11, right? Dedicated to it. There are verses preceding it and after it. I mean, there is so much about faith. 
that I, you know, I, I just reckon if God thought he had to put a whole chapter in there for us, it's important. All in one place. Now, faith is all over the place. But to take an entire chapter and just talk about faith, it's got to be important. Can I get an amen on that one? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. And not only that, <clears throat> this chapter not only explains what faith is, but in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says again that without faith, it is impossible to please God. It says him, but we know that's God. Listen to me. Not only are all things possible to those who believe, but without it, it's impossible to please God. I, I really need you to get this. I want you to notice it goes and say, for he or she who comes to God must believe that he is or that he exists. Do you all realize that you actually believe in something you can't see? <laughs> okay. I'm going to talk about this a little bit later as well. <sighs> okay. I've got to contain myself a little bit here. <laughs> uh, let, let me just say this. A preview of coming attractions. How do we know God exists? Do you know what he talks about? I want to give you Hebrews 11.1 1 in a different light just for a minute. Okay? I'm coming back to this. All right? But you know when it says faith is a substance of things hoped for, there's evidence. I, just the latter half of that verse. When it says the evidence of things not seen. Do you know the reason that we know God exists, that something we cannot see exists, is because He came in bodily form. He actually manifested. We see evidence of God's existence in Jesus Christ. See, that's why Jesus isn't just a good guy and a prophet and everything. He is God manifested in the flesh. Had He not come, we really wouldn't have known. I mean, we'd have to take the guy, you know, that says, oh, yeah, I saw a burning bush. Yeah, what were you smoking? <laughs> and God spoke to me, right? Okay, well, my pizza spoke to me yesterday. You know? you know, I'm serious. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, you know, people can say all sorts of things, but when God himself turns up, it's a little bit hard to ignore. Amen. So God has shown himself. God has manifested himself. Our faith in God is based on someone. Amen? And something solid down here. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to get to that later on because there is something about this, um, when we talk about Hebrews 11.1, 1, about substance, everybody says, oh, it's just assurance. I want, to sh I want to show you that it actually does mean substance as well. But we'll get to that when we get to it. So we're, we're looking at why is faith important? And why, you know, why faith, all right? Again, it says in Hebrews eleven six. 6, getting back to this, without faith, again, it says it's impossible to please him. Do you understand when it says it's impossible, it means impossible. There's no way around it. Yeah, but what if? No, that won't work. <laughs> when it says impossible, it means impossible. So all those people, here it comes. You ready? All those people that say, I don't know why you people talk about faith so much. Lord, let me walk away first before, <laughs> before you strike this one. <laughs> okay? Yeah. yeah. Ananias and Sapphira are about to happen. <laughs> okay? Listen, man. This, understand something that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so we should always be looking for faith. We should always be looking for anything that helps us in our faith. 
Are you all with me? And everything, like I said, there's nothing in the word of God that is, is excluded from faith. Everything is by faith. And I want you to, well, I should say, let me rephrase that. It is through faith, by grace. God provides it to us by grace, but we, we receive it through faith. Do you all understand? So when I say by faith, I'm meaning through faith, okay? I need you to get this. See, that's the other problem. People have this mentality of, oh, if God wants me to have it, he'll just, just slap it on me. You know, <laughs> somebody goes, yeah, slap, slap, the slap part was right. Listen, <laughs> listen, you need to get this. You need to get this. Things only work out for you. The Bible tells us this. I'm, I'm jumping tracks now a little bit, but let me do this for just let me take a moment out. The Bible tells us that the only way and the only reason things will work out for us is when we pray. Absolutely. To pray, you need to have faith. Absolutely. Do you understand? And when you're praying, when you open the door to God, then things happen the way they should. Then things surprise you and come out of nowhere and bless you. Rather than knock you out. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? That's when all the things start to blossom. And because you are walking by faith, whatever you do, whatever commitments you make to God, they're all by faith. And as you do that, God responds to that faith. Because notice what this verse goes on to say. Must believe, must believe that he is, that he exists. And you have to believe the end. You can't just believe that he exists. You have to believe and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. There is a reward for seeking God. There is a reward for believing in something you can't see. Oh, we're going to see that when we contrast the, the faith of Abraham against the faith of Thomas. <laughs> well, let's get to that when we get to that. Let's, let's, let's move forward, shall we? <laughs> All right. Further than this, the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, now we looked at this last time, but I just want to, just to uh, draw a straight line, okay? In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, again, we're asking why faith? What is so important about faith? Remember again, it says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves it is. Now, what the it, it that it's talking about is the salvation, by the way. It's not the faith, it's the salvation, because we all have faith. I told you, we all have faith. To some measure, we have it. Okay? So it's talking about the salvation. That's why it says, not of works, lest any man should boast. In other words, you can't work to be saved. It is a gift. Boy, if Jesus, and isn't that true? Jesus went to the cross and gifted this salvation to us. All we have to do, and that was, and it's God's grace that offers it to us, and it's our faith that receives it. Do you all get that? <laughs> okay. All right. So again, again, it comes back to faith. Even though God is offering it to us, if we don't receive it by faith, we'll never experience it. We'll never be blessed by it. Are you all with me? Everything in the word of God, the way you get in is the way you live. Everything that we receive in the word is by grace through faith. We believe and receive what God has said. That's why, you know, God says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because they don't know it. They don't know to receive it. And shame on those who know it and aren't receiving it. <laughs> okay? Let me say that and move on. All right. <laughs> 
Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Let's go there next. This is what I meant by our entire Christian existence relies on faith, which makes faith extremely important. Can I get an amen on that? Listen, can I just say this? Let me read the verse first. Hebrews 10.38. It says, now the just, you are the just. Okay, you are the just. You have been justified because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Do you understand? Not by your own works, but by what he did. Okay, now it says, now the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Did you get that? And he goes on to say, but if anyone draws back, and can I just add the words in unbelief? Just so you get what he's saying here. Okay, but if anyone <laughs> draws back in unbelief, God says, my soul has no pleasure in him or her. He ain't happy. You want to give God a bad day? Do this. You want to see him smile? Okay? Walk by faith. The just shall live. And, you know, this happens to be a quote from Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. Where it says in the literal text, it says the just shall live and have their lives sustained by faith. So not only are we to live by faith, but faith is to sustain our lives. I really need you to get this. These, are, these need to be revelations to you, not just information. Amen. Are you all here? Okay. It's, you know, I'm doing the best I can to make it a revelation as quickly as I can for you. That's why I jump all over the place up here. Okay. <laughs> because if I talk really monotone, you'll all go to sleep and you won't remember anything that I said. So, you know, here is me. Okay. This is me trying to get it across to you. <laughs> okay. I'm hoping this makes an impact on you. Because family, listen to me. I don't want you to get to heaven and, and say, oh, darn it, I wish I knew. <laughs> no, you guys are getting it. You guys are experiencing this. I'm talking to these people on the camera, okay? All right, <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm talking to you. I can see you. All right. All right. In short, it takes faith to live in the kingdom of God. And even when it comes to loving others, oh, here's a surprise. Even though Galatians 5, 6 says that faith works through love, we know from Luke chapter 17, let's go there, verses 3, three through 5, that love works through faith as well. <laughs> where is that, brother? Let's have a look. I'll show you. This is where Jesus says, I, I want to make a point with this. This is where Jesus says to his disciples, take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. In other words, if somebody does something wrong, tell him he did it wrong. Okay, remember, but we have to speak the truth in what? Love. Okay, if you can't do it in love, shut up. Okay, all right, said that, moving on. All right, so he says, if your brother sins against you, again, rebuke him in love. Okay, I'm going to add that in there. And if he repents, forgive him. So, see, he can't repent if he don't know he did something wrong. I think one of the biggest problems that we have is people do us wrong. We don't say anything, and, but we never talk to them again. And they're kind of going, okay, what happened there? You know? And months later, they're going, uh, did I do something wrong? And, and they go, well, I, I didn't want to say anything, but, you know, you should have. I didn't know I did it wrong. I would have apologized straight away. We didn't have to have, you know, nine months of not talking. <laughs> Hello. Okay. <laughs> Listen, man. That, that, again, do it in love, bud. All right? Okay. Verse 4. And if he sins against you seven times in the 
whole life is not what it says. In a day. I mean, this guy has got it bad. I mean, he's messing up everywhere. Has anybody sinned against you seven times in one day? Thank God none have with me. You know, once is usually enough. <laughs> so, but I want you to notice what Jesus says. If he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day re, uh, returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. You won't think about it. You're not going to say, now you know, dude, it's seven times. I kept count. I don't know about this. Can I also add another word in here, please? If he sincerely repents. If he's sincere about his repentance. If he isn't playing games with you. If you know by his or her repentance that they really mean it. And the Lord says they mean it. You must forgive him. There's no question about it. You've got to forgive them. Can I say that this is walking in love? Can, can, is, that, is that all right? Uh, check verse 5 out. <laughs> and the apostle said to the Lord, uh, increase our faith. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. <laughs> okay. Isn't this interesting? To walk in love, you need faith. And in fact, the apostles, the apostles, not some little plebe on the side, not some little peasant that was walking past, the, the apostles with the little rings around their head. You know, we paint them with the little... <laughs> wonder what happens when you tilt it. Anyway, anyway, you know, <laughs> with <laughs> these apostles said, increase our faith. They didn't say, listen, listen. They didn't say, increase our love. I think that is really surprising. I would have said increase our love, but do you know they realized something? That the kind of love that they were to walk in required faith. So what am I saying? You start at faith and you end at faith. Along the way, you add to it or supplement it so you get to love, but you never leave faith. The more you want to love, the greater your faith needs to be. Listen to me, because there is a quality about faith, about faith that believes without seeing. Oh, to love some people, you, <laughs> you need that quality. Because what you're looking at, you can't be moved by. Can I get amen on that? See, this is the problem, isn't it? We always look at stuff and we let them move us. We let them determine how we're going to react to things. But we are to walk by faith, not by sight. And sight is talking about your five physical senses. Amen? Whew. <laughs> so I said here, it takes faith to walk in love. So let me just read my notes so I don't miss anything. Is that okay? All right, what we see from this is that faith is not something we ever move on from. It is something that we are to grow and develop throughout our lives and be able to answer yes to the question Jesus asks in Luke 18 and verse 8. And that is when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on this earth? Will he? <laughs> okay, I know in this church he will, but I tell you, I don't know about them other churches. There's a lot of stuff out there that does not walk by faith. They are moved by everything that they see. 
Mostly they're fussing with what they see. They don't know what walking in love is. <laughs> you know? That's a foreign concept to some of them. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. All right, so now let's move on, shall we? Now that we understand how crucial faith is to the believer, notice you can't be a believer without faith. <laughs> Are you a believer? If you say, I don't know about this faith stuff, you ain't a believer. You are something else. <laughs> Maybe we should call you carnal. Anyway, no. <laughs> let's begin by defining it, shall we? That we? Now that we understand how crucial it is. And again, the best place to start is in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, I don't know how long we're going to take in this. I don't have a lot of notes on it. But I want, to say, you know, I want to try and get this across to you somehow. We will be talking and revisiting these verses as we go, needless to say, because they form the foundation upon which we will build, okay? Now, Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, now faith is. Uh, let's start with that, shall we? Notice it says, now faith is. Now faith is. Not now faith was. See, the now and the is go together. Are they, what tense is that? You all know tense? I'm very tense today. No, no, not that kind of tense. I'm talking about the other kind. Okay? There's past, present, and future. Which is this? Does it ever change? If, when you read it tomorrow, is it going to say the same thing? Okay. It's not going to say tomorrow, now faith was, because faith is, was yesterday, and today it's faith was. It, okay? I, I, I want to make a point here. Okay? Faith is always now. You need to get this because understand something, family. You can't say, oh, yes, I had faith. No, no, no. If you had faith, then you don't have it now. Faith is now. You need to have faith all the time. It is something that is <laughs> active constantly. I mean, even to love people, you need to have faith. We've just found that out. <laughs> okay, amen? So notice again, it says, now faith is. Whenever you believe for something, you need to be, it needs to be in the present tense. You, you must not say, oh, I'm going to believe that one day I'm going to. Will not work because now faith is. What is faith? It is the substance of things that you're hoping for. But not only is it the substance or assurance, a word can be translated either substance or assurance, okay? So I want you to take both of them because some of your translations, because they didn't really want to put substance on here, they translated it as assurance. But do you know something? It talks about Jesus Christ being the very substance of God in this earth. It is this word that they use to describe him. Now, do you all believe that Jesus was not just an assurance? But he was a substance. <laughs> okay? You know, right? you could go and, you know, when he was there, if you were back there, there then, okay, you could actually go and touch him. You, it wasn't a hologram. You put your hand through and go, whoa, this is amazing. What manner of person is this? Okay? <laughs> no, man. He, he touched people. He touched the leper who hadn't been touched for years because every time the leper was seen, they said unclean and they all ran away. And something very interesting happened. One person walked up to the leper. And the leper said, if you, if, you, if you will, you can heal me. And Jesus said, he touched him and said, I will. He touched him before he said. You know, looking at the life of Christ. That touches me, man. I know, no. I can just see the leper going, you know, the hand is coming towards him and going, do you know I got, I got leprosy, dude? See the sign? See all the people running? <laughs> 
And he touched him. Oh, hallelujah. He was real. Faith is real. It's not just an assurance. Do you hear what I'm saying? It is substance. Faith, now faith is the substance. This substance is now. This substance isn't something in the future. It isn't something that was. It is now. This substance needs to be in you now. Whenever you believe, whenever you have faith, there is substance there right now. If you don't, we're going to teach you how to get it. Okay, don't worry about it. I told you already, I've given you hints and clues. You know, Romans chapter 12, I think verse 3 told us that we were given a measure of faith. It's there already. If we haven't been using it, it probably started to shrink a little. But it's still there. It never disappears. <laughs> might be down to its last atom, but it's still there. Okay? And you can add to it. You can grow it. You can do all kinds of things. We're going to teach you all that. That's what we're here to do. This is the power of God. And I want you to notice. Now, let's continue. It says, we're defining faith, by the way. Okay? Just so you know. It says, now faith is... So this is the definition. It is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Now, notice the first thing that faith gives substance to hope. Which tells us something that hope has no substance to it. The best, you know, one of the best ways I can describe that is, have you ever woken up from a dream? It seemed so real. Until you woke up and then it wasn't, <laughs> okay? You know, there was no substance to it at the end. I mean, you sweated and everything. But when you woke up, there was, you think, oh, thank God that was just a dream. Because there was no substance to it. Whatever was going on in there, whatever nutball thing that was happening. I mean, some of the craziest things have happened to me in dreams, I won't tell you. One time, I'd, I think I was on a train looking for my family. I'll tell you this one, you know, and, and, and I don't know how I got separated from them. I'm on a train going to God knows where. I, you know, there's never any logic to it. And I'm thinking, where's my luggage? And it was real. It was real until I woke up. <laughs> and I said, oh, thank God. <laughs> you know, <okay? laughs> I'm in the bed. I'm in the bed. This is real. The bed is real. Okay. <laughs> Thank God that's not real. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to say? As, see, I'm going to talk to you about the place of hope in faith in another series because it requires a series, all right? Because it, it, it is so powerful that if you don't understand it, you'll never, you know, you won't understand why there are people out there today that are dying with nothing wrong with them because they've freaked themselves out. Anyway, let's, 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 let's get back to this. We want to focus on the faith side. So let me say this in relation to hope, which means that faith cannot exist without hope. And, the, and why I've said here the devil is so determined to attack our hope. Hope without faith is empty, barren, and fruitless. Did you get that? Okay. You, hope needs faith. So you need to develop your faith in order to walk in the thing. See, God gives visions about what he wants to do with you through that avenue called hope. That's what it is. Your visions are hope. They are not faith. They are not real until you walk them out. Do you know you can decide not to go in that direction? 
I know so many people that have been called into the ministry, but not, didn't, they didn't decide they want to do it because it's too hard. I know of people like this. They're going to answer to God for what he had called them to do. Are you all with me? So God talks to you through this avenue of hope. That's why I said it's so important. We're going to have to go look at it, all right, separately. But the thing is, until you walk it out, there will be no substance to it. You need to receive it. You need to then do all the things you need to do in order to fulfill what has been set before you. Are you all with me? Okay, all right. We're getting off the subject here a little bit, but let's get back to this. So notice also... Uh, let me just make, I've got so much. Have you, are, you, are you realizing this? Okay. All right. Notice also that it is the evidence of things not seen. Now, I'm going to take a minute. Let, let me just define this. Let me just, and then I'll get back to some applications. Is that all right? So notice that faith is the evidence of things not seen, meaning that faith is, uh, or faith in the spirit realm can actually be seen. I'm going to give you a scripture and a couple of scriptures to help you with this. But let me just talk to you about this for a minute. There are so many different ways that we can approach this. And like I said to you, I will be bringing this scripture up over and over again as we go. So don't think you've got to get it all today. Okay? But I want to start off with some kind of a foundation to work from. Is that okay? All right. I want you to notice, first of all, that if there is no substance, it's not faith. Okay, that there is something, and I need you to see something, that this substance is not natural. It is spiritual. This is in the spirit. This is not in the natural. This is the problem we have. See, Hebrews 11.3. Let's go there. I want to show you something. I want to show you the place of faith as a substance. Okay? In Hebrews 11.3, it says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed or formed. That word means formed. Okay, the other translations except the King James uses the word formed. Okay, we, we, un we understand that the worlds were framed or formed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Notice the word things. Things which are not visible. Things that are not seen. Can I, can I say it a different way? 2 Corinthians 4.18. Why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. We walk by faith, not by sight. We, we look at the things that are not seen. There is something in the realm of the Spirit called faith that you can actually see. I want, you know, we need some spiritual eyes to open. What do you mean? Mark, Mark chapter 2, verse 5, very quickly. I'm giving you a whole bunch of scripture, and then we'll start talking about it, okay? If we have, we don't have any more time, do we? All right, we can't talk about it. Okay, <laughs> we'll come back next week. We'll pick up here, okay? I, just, I want to make, give you this introduction. I had never seen this before. You know, while I was studying this, yes, that's wonderful when the Lord speaks to you. I don't study without him, by the way. I don't study without him, by the way. Okay, and you know, I was, I was studying when he suddenly said, you know, there's a scripture about this. I said, really? Where? <laughs> I didn't know. He said, let me show you. So he, this, is, this is him taking me on a journey. I'm taking you on the same journey. I never saw this. Mark chapter 2 verse 5, he says, this was to do with that paralytic. Remember they were lowering him down? Okay, they took the roof off. And, and it says, when Jesus saw their faith. 
It didn't say when Jesus saw what they did. I always assumed that's what it meant. Faith, why we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. Faith is the substance. It is the evidence of things not seen. Jesus saw not only what they did, he actually saw beyond. He saw into the realm of the spirit and he actually saw faith. Woo! I wonder what that looks like. It must be something that can literally be seen. And it must be something that can be measured. Because when he got to the Roman centurion, he said, I haven't found so great faith. So if we were to look at faith, can I just use this as a, just an illustration example? If we can, we can look at faith maybe as a light. For all those that he said, oh, ye of little faith, you'd be like, where's your light? <laughs> oh, yeah, under the bushel. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's a bit of light there. Where's the rest of it? You know that thing is rated for the sun? You know it can, <laughs> it can have the same illumination as the sun and beyond? And I can hardly see the thing. You know, if I saw that, I would complain like Jesus. Where's your faith? What happened to your light? Where'd it go? And then the Roman centurion comes and it's like, whoa, the sun just walked up. The S-U-N, okay? Talking to the S-O-N. All right? <laughs> you know, and he just goes, whoa, I haven't seen this much brightness in all of Israel. Nobody shines this bright. This is incredible. This guy got it turned right up. I, I, I'm making a point. Please allow me, okay? Some latitude here. I need you to see something that Jesus, when he saw their faith, he saw something that was real in the spirit realm. It wasn't imagination. It was real. And he could see, just like he could see the angels, he saw faith. See, angels have substance in the spirit realm. And if they want to <laughs> manifest, you better know they got substance here too. They will slap you and put you down. No. <laughs> Your enemies will be put down. Remember one angel, one night, decided he was going to go from the spirit realm into the natural and just, you know, get rid of 185,000, I think, soldiers. One guy, one guy, one, 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 decided he would be substance today. And took care of a whole lot of substances before he disappeared back. You all with me? And I've run out of time. So the question is, what does God see when he looks at you? <laughs> okay. I, I want to ask you this question as we conclude today. What does he see? Is he seeing faith? Or is he seeing, well, let's see. You, you, you've just told him there's nothing to see. Did you hear me? I'm, I'm, we'll, we will come back and we'll look at... Uh, you know, Abraham and Thomas, because that is something very important. But the next thing that we're going to look at is Mark 11, 23 and 24. We're going to talk about faith is in the heart, not in the head. 
okay? But I want you to understand something. See, this is something else. There is something about your heart that can produce substance that your head can't. There's so much more to this. I just don't have the time right now to do this. We will come back and we might just go over some of this territory next week just so I can solidify it and just make it clearer. I just wanted to introduce this. I know it's a second kind of introduction, but I want you to, I want to, you to know why faith. That's what I'm going to title this series, Why Faith. Okay, we need to know it is important for every area of our life, including our relationships, forgiving people. Amen? Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for this, this series on faith. We know that it is a word in season. This is for us right now. And I thank you, Father, that you are, you are about to take us to heights that we never knew we could reach. Hallelujah. And Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father, that you said that you will confirm your word with signs following. So I thank you that as we learn, as we grow, and as we apply our faith, there will be signs that follow this faith. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord, that as we move forward, that we are going to be a people that will grow and grow and grow, and as the Bible says, goes from faith to faith, from strength to strength, from glory to glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.